morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the All-American Podcast Show. Oh, Rumble got a makeover. They just I just saw a tweet literally right before the show. Uh, they launched a new UI, user interface, on desktop. I, I like it. This looks really good. This looks really good. I dig this. They've done. Uh, they made it easier to join. Uh, you get the locals thing. You got the easier comments thing. You got the, the thumbs up. Makes it easier. I, I dig this. This looks a lot. Hopefully, they do this for the uh, the app as well. But this looks really good. It looks clean. I dig it. The more that they progress, the more of a threat they become to YouTube. And I'm absolutely uh, here for it. I love it. I love it. What's going on, folks? Thanks for tuning in today. Hey, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that plus button and you share the podcast. We really appreciate that. That's how we grow our numbers. It's through you. You're the ones that help us do this. Um, yeah, we uh, we appreciate that love and support. Look, I'm not going to lie. There's just not a lot of new, new, interesting news to cover right now. We're still uh, in a gridlock with the House Speaker. Um, and we have some some things to go over and talk about because Josh was listening to the Bongino show who made some points. Yeah. Um, Lindsey Graham's back to being a war hawk, as always. Uh, we're going to get to all this. But don't forget, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. For the month of January, you can be entered to win a brand new iPhone 14 by spending $50 or more at shellshockcbd.com. That's it. That's all you have to do. $50 or more. Yes, that includes subscriptions. If it's over $50, you're automatically entered. At the end of the month, we're going to pick a random uh, customer, and we're going to send them a brand new out-of-the-box iPhone 14, valued at roughly $1,000. In the box. In the box. We're going to put. We're going to take it from the box and put it in your box. That's how it works. But no, we're excited for that. Yeah. We got a lot of great things coming for you. Also, don't forget we check out the uh, hoodies and the Rocket Fuel shirts are fifty percent off, no code needed. Stock up while you can, and yeah, and that's shellshockcbd.com. You know the uh, tattoo bomb is getting You're great getting reviews right out of the gate. Yeah, we're getting a lot of great people that dig the tattoo bomb. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy. I didn't think it would sell that well, but it's doing very well. People yeah. were number one. The biggest thing they say is they like that the uh, it's a deodorant stick style because yeah. it's easy, um, easily. Slathered on, if you will. I, I got it right here. You got it right there. Look at Josh. He's just this. he's. You just twist the knob and twist boom. in the bottom. He's got to spit it on a little bit. Stick your finger up it. There you go. Spit on it. There you go. There it is. Boom. Now this stuff is gonna make the colors pop in your ring. It's CBD infused. It's great for your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also wonderful eczema, by the way, for those that don't know. CBD is great for that. Yeah. So I think, and these are twenty bucks. Yeah. It's twenty bucks. It's got That's beeswax, shea's butter, mm-hmm. uh, CBD, Joba oil, Joe Biden's balls, Joe Biden's balls. MCT oil, coconut oil. It's got good stuff. Vitamin mm-hmm. E, which is really important. Very hydrating for the skin. Yeah. Very hydrating for the skin. We tested it. We've been testing this for months. Yeah. And we love it. You know, I've got ink. I love it. And also, we have scented and unscented. Just that simple. So, hey, uh, buy two or three of them. There's your $50 spend. Boom. And now you're entered to win a brand new iPhone 14. Just that easy. Again, that's shellshockcbd.com. All right. All right, folks, let's get into it. <clears throat> As you know, we are in the 11th round, I believe. I think there's another vote being taken right now, if I'm not mistaken. And still, we have no House Speaker. And you're still seeing more and more people coming out of the woodwork, throwing their endorsements behind various candidates. Lauren Boebert uh, Boebert has changed her nominee now to somebody completely different. This doesn't do him any good. But there there seem to be two different factions here that I'm seeing come out here. I I see Chip Roy. Like, dude, Chip Roy, he should be the damn speaker. Like, he should damn, be. That dude does not give any fucks. Yeah. He gets up there and he's just like, we're debating finally. He's like, we actually have butts and seats and we're sitting here debating like we should be yeah. to the American people. And you can usually tell when someone's trying to pander to the people right. to make it seem like, oh, we're here. This dude actually looks like he he, he sounds like he holds his job very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, quite the different optic than Crenshaw getting up there and, and calling people terrorists and things such as that, which is just a stupid thing to do. You know, very him- dumb. Lost a lot of respect for uh, Gingrich. Gingrich. Well, you start to see. This is the game. This is politics. You know, that is. Yeah, you start to see the swamp start to really uh-huh. come to the top there. Well, like, you see the political okay. the political gambit back and forth of just you know you have to make alliances, break alliances. This is this is politics, folks. This is what it is. It is literally DC drama. Like they should. Oh God, here you ready for another great idea? Lightning in a bottle, ready? A reality show. Real congressman of D.C. There it is. There's your reality TV show. Boom. Real congressman of D.C. You just blew my mind. I'm telling you. We should we should bottle it. should bottle it. How awesome would that be, though? We could follow Eric Swalwell while he's fucking random Chinese spies. Yeah. That, that douchebag comes out and says that now that they have apparently removed metal detectors from the House of Representatives, he's afraid that his Republican 
um, partners across the aisle might shoot them up. That That's what Eric Swalwell has said. And my response, the only response you can give is, we can only hope. We can only hope. If somebody comes out there and puts a bullet in Swalwell's head, I'm not going to be the least bit upset. I wouldn't even give a fuck. If anything, I'd probably be like applauding it. I'd be like, at least they're finally taking out the trash. This guy's a fucking traitor. I don't really... Why are we going to sit here and pretend like we like... I, I fucking hate these people. I don't give a shit about them or their livelihoods. I mean, you wanted us shut down. You wanted us forcibly jabbed. This guy is number one propagator of just all... all just ridiculous Marxist bullshit this guy just nonstop pushes. So somebody went in there and like put a bullet in his head. I'm not crying about it. Not not at all. Like this guy's just a fucking just a douchebag. But go back to the main article here. McCarthy holdouts progress towards deal saying we're in a good position. Those opposed to voting for House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy for speaker are nearing an argument with McCarthy uh, agreement with McCarthy. I had my eyes dilated by the way. I'm, it's like difficult for me to read right now. I'm getting a uh, LASIK done. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm, at nighttime, things get kind of blurry. So I'm going and having, a, apparently only has to do one eye. I thought so that's you good. were giving me a, what's his name, Robert De Niro impression. Just like going like the squinty. The squinty. Me, eh? No, I just, I can't fucking, like, can't, at night, the road signs get really blurry. It's like, okay, I gotta go get this looked at. So I'm going to your dude that you know of. So apparently it's the laser. It's not a cut. They don't cut the uh, cornea. It's just a laser. That's all they do. Yeah, it really is great. Yeah, he's like $2,500 for one eye. It's like, fair enough. Let's do it. It's like, if this restores my vision, which he said it should, it's like, I'm, I'm absolutely all for it. So yeah, it took all of 10 seconds. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's the best part. It's like, it's not going to take that long. I'm cool with that. Yep. Like, I like that. So um, McCarthy led a call Friday morning with the Republican conference indicating that he had made progress with some of those who have thus far voted against him. He says, I'm not telling you we have an agreement. We're in a good position and having meetings, McCarthy told members on the call per a GOP source listening in on it. McCarthy currently has 21 members voting against him. McCarthy received 200 votes on the most recent ballot, while House Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries received 212. 19 voted for another candidate and one representative, Victoria Sparts, voted present. Uh, McCarthy needs a majority of those who vote for a name of a person. A present vote does not count towards this number to win, meaning to persuade most of the voting against him to switch their vote, which right now the 20 holdouts are really what's stopping him. Democrats are going to keep voting for the same dude. They know that. And I'm going to go ahead and repeat it. If any of these, uh, Matt Gates also came out and said, if he sees any Republican that decides to work with the Democrats to get uh, McCarthy elected, uh, he's going to resign. I don't think that's the move to take. I get, I get the, the statement you're trying to make, but at the same token, that would be one of those of like a concession of just let it burn. I'm out of here. Is that said just more in jest? Like, I don't know. There's absolutely no way that any Democrat would vote for a Republican. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Think That's about why, it though. Think about because it. Because yeah. they, they voted for him every single time. So every single time he's gotten, what, 212 votes? Yeah, so, less now. Yeah. So they're going to vote for him no matter what. Oh, yeah. They can't, they can't break ranks. They'll get whipped. I mm, no, I don't think so. I think Democrats know oh. if they if they have a hand in it. <clears throat> Hell no. I think so. What do they got to lose? They're not getting the speaker anyway. But if they can get the speaker that they want, which is McCarthy, I feel. Look, they're going to vote against the GOP nomination no matter what. Yeah. But I think if this says like, hey, if McCarthy's given concessions to these twenty holdouts mm-hmm. or a percentage of them. He's going to do the same for the left. If he does, then, yeah, he should be shit-canned. It's like, nope, there should be no negotiations with the left. But the left, they'd be stupid not to. Like, put ourselves in a position to say, like, it was us in the minority. And we're all voting 212 votes or 200, yeah, 212 votes for our guy. And the Democrats are in a gridlock. As a GOP guy, I'd be like, absolutely work with them. Let's get our guy that can, that can favor us a little bit, show us a little bit of favor. Because here's the deal. It's the optics of he's already, if, if one of them came across the house saying, if Republicans will back me, we'll work more closely with you. We got ourselves perfect. Like, that's going to cause more disruption in the DNC. Yeah. They're never going to trust that speaker. Like, it's the, the damages are like secondary and tertiary of something going along that way. Name but the DNC would be one, stupid not to do it. Name one moderate Democrat. It has nothing to do with moderate or, or far left. I'm talking about it, like a political strategy to they like just inflict more. They just. If I they did, they it'd be a smart move. Physically, they can't do it. Oh, I think they could. I think I think if, okay, put it this, I think if Pelosi came out there and led some kind of charge on this, ushering somebody to come forward yeah, and change take, the vote, Yeah, I think, it yeah, it would take something like that. But I could see why they do it. Like, I like, would do nope. it too. That is just straight up psyops right there. Cause more bullshit in the party. 
Think about it. If, if McCarthy worked with Democrats and he got enough Democrats to change and vote for him, what do you think the GOP is going to view McCarthy as moving forward? The same thing that they view him as right now. But even more so, a bigger piece of shit, which is going to cause more dissent in the GOP. He's the House Speaker. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is really showing her true colors coming out of this now because she voted in favor of McCarthy. She is against the idea of a one vote for being able to initiate getting the Speaker kicked the fuck out if he doesn't uphold his principles or what he promised. She's not in favor of that either. Like, I'm seeing all these things coming out about her, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, she was this diehard Trump loyalist, and now it's just like, and she still is, don't get me wrong, but I have no respect for this woman. Lauren Boebert, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked she's taking the stance, but I'm, I'm happy to see it. Kudos to her. Uh, she said some other stupid shit before, but it's whatever. Yeah. I, can, I can respect her on this stance. I think she's doing the right thing. And of course, you know, Crenshaw, he's just doubling down. He's, he's coming off as very, very uh, emotional with this. Yeah. Got an article about Ted Cruz calling him out in a sense by telling him to calm down. Um, I'm just at a loss. And of course, today also being the January 6th anniversary. And of course, Democrats are uh, clutching their pearls. Making it akin to Pearl Harbor Dude, or 9-11, probably. They're such stupid idiots. Yeah, they're morons. Like, one of, one of his, Donald Trump's tweets during this, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Are stay, they, though? Stay peaceful. Are they? <laughs> they're really not, but yeah, fair enough. See, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I see, see that. I saw I'm it over asking Twitter. for everyone at the U.S. Yeah. Capitol to remain peaceful. No mm -hmm. violence. Remember, yeah. we are the party of law and order. Dude, to debate like, to debate liberals on this when they say like January 6th is Trump's fault. It's like, show me the quote. Yeah. Show me where he called for this. There's such he implied. manipulative no, he imbeciles. No, he yeah, they're they're wanting it to be. Imagine wanting something to be truthful like that. Like you want just because you hate somebody. It's I like I hate. Liz Cheney so much, I want this to be true. It's like, but so it's not true. So brainwashed. Yeah. These people are, they're the scum of the earth. Liberal Democrats are truly some of the most retarded scumbags I've ever seen so in my entire life. easily brainwashed. Very much, yeah. I mean, at least if you're a conservative libertarian or a yeah. constitutionalist, you could look at what's going on in the Republican yeah. Party right now or we're yeah. in the House, and they're having a healthy debate. The, because exactly, yeah. you don't want to keep the same people in the same positions mm -hmm. getting the same results. I agree. So it when is Kevin McCarthy debate, is... Yeah. Uh, Promising all these positions to people before he even gets elected mm -hmm. as uh, Speaker of the House. Now, these guys, these 20 people just screwed all of their plans up. Yeah. And they should. I don't trust McCarthy in the slightest. This guy's pushed for Ukraine. Yeah. This guy's another neocon. I don't trust this guy. And just look at his endorsements. Mm -hmm. Look who's endorsing this guy. The swamp is really making itself known. Yeah. And I, I think you're right, though. How you said that you were listening to Bongino. He said that he's yeah. probably promised positions to these politicians already, and now yeah. they're basically, you know, backing him because they want their their positions of power. Yeah, they want these committee positions. It's, it's ridiculous. Why? I mean, the question is, why do they want these committee positions so bad? Like, Come on, now, this is nepotism. Bongino laid it out really, really well mm -hmm. in his podcast yesterday. It was it's worth listening to. Because, really? Yeah, just because he talks. I mean, nothing surprises me after he explains it to how these positions are already mm -hmm. offered up to people like Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. And then once they see those positions start to be taken away from them and mm -hmm. other people want them, yep. and then all of a sudden they're terrorists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's, yeah. Uh, probably not the best it's kind of like once you see, to describe people you disagree with who yes. are supposedly on your same side. Yeah, yeah. that's using the same rhetoric as the left, and that's the stupidest thing to do. Yeah. You can say it's just a phrase. That's fine. But even those phrases are stupidly used. That's just, you don't call them terrorists. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, especially in politics where everything is so polarized. Exactly. It's just you're doubling down on how the leftist goes about it, and it's just yeah, it's a stupid, I mean, it's disingenuous, is what it is. You're like one step away from calling them racists and bigots. It, know, yeah, I mean, what's really worse though, if you think about it, racist bigot or a terrorist? Terrorist is way worse. Yeah, yeah. But, nobody really sees it that way though, because like, oh my god, racist is the worst thing to be. Uh, McCarthy, because blah, 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 blah. all right. The leader has made several concessions largely designed to shift more power from Republican leadership to rank and file members, as well as to House Freedom Caucus members specifically. McCarthy has offered a one-member threshold for a motion to vacate the chair, a rule that allows a speaker to be ousted mid-Congress. He also, but again, what is the, um, what's the rules on that? Like, I feel like that's not so simplistic. It's like, well, also, here's these other details. Yeah. These, these other details. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. McCarthy, uh, or the Freedom Caucus members include Representative uh, Perry, Chip Roy, Dan Bishop, and others make up most of these defecting in the speaker vote. Um, 
uh, Jake Sherman tweeted out, says, Kevin McCarthy announces on GOP call that he and Chip Roy have a deal. Chip Roy responded, saying he did not say this, and any agreement will take us all. We are making progress, but don't let the Sharks confuse the ongoing engagement. There's so much back and forth in this. There's so many people wanting to weigh in and say this, this for breaking news to get a headline. And right now, I I do have to respect that now we have members inside the GOP negotiating with the GOP. Mm. It's like this. I never would have seen this happening. And then Crenshaw comes out there and says 20 people are basically holding the entire party hostage. This is not something you want to see. It's like it absolutely is what I want to see. A hundred percent. If the GOP turns tyrannical, which it has, it's big spending, all this other shit, then there should be people within it to say, no, the buck stops here and we will fucking torpedo this fucking ship. Then you better you all better get on board and start rowing the right way. I love it. That holds accountability in the GOP, and that's what we need. This right here is exactly what we need to see more of as time progresses until we get the boomers like the McConnells and the McCarthy's. Get them the fuck out. God, Just man. get them out. So kudos to these 20 congressmen and women. They're fucking a lot of respect. A lot of respect for what real, they're doing here. Real patriots. Real patriots. But, of course, you know, the uh, Newt Gingrich, they're going to call them blackmailers. Like, that's not blackmail. It's simply this is the game. This is the game that the Newt Gingriches and the rest of these douchebags that you help yeah. facilitate. You can blame them all you want, but they're basically using a democratic process as outlined in the Constitution, and you don't like it. So you call them blackmailers? No. Like, you're, you're fucking antiquated, dude. Like, sit down and shut the fuck up. Lost all respect for these douchebags. And Trump seriously needs to shut the fuck up, too. Just, just shut the fuck up. That dude's a sellout as well. To sit there and just say, like, oh, vote for McCarthy. Like, bro, your picks have been shit. Let's just be honest. Fucking losers. This is what this is. Losers and those that would sell out the Constitution. And I never thought I'd see myself on the same side as the Lauren Boberts. I never thought I would. But again, I am shocked. And I have nothing but respect for her for taking this, this, this stance on this issue. Other mm-hmm. shit, she said some really dumb things. But still, you get where I'm going on this. Um, but there's going to be a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of back and forth. And also keep in mind, MSM is going to try and cause as much... Uh, disturbances as, po- as many disturbances as possible as much misinformation to get people turned they're trying to turn up the temperature right now they're trying to put more pressure on the 20 holdouts mm-hmm. by calling them all manner of names this that and the other the best thing for them to do is get off social media don't listen to them it's almost like kind of like the jury effect you go into the jury and or the jury room and you just lock it all no phones and you figure this shit the fuck out um but here we go i mean i i, I like what they're doing i do but the um i don't know the to see the uh, Shapiro's and stuff like that saying, "What's the plan, guys? What's the plan?" It's like they're they're like, bro, sit the down plan and shut is up. To get the right people in the right position, yeah. so that when they go into these committees, that something actually gets done. I agree. That I would agree. that would be the plan, I, to me anyway. Yeah. Because if you get the Crenshaws and yes men yeah. to do whatever McCarthy wants them bro, to do, he is he. I just the, the shit he's been saying. I, I I don't get this guy. I really don't. Um, Watch live. House tries again to elect a speaker. The House of Representatives will attempt to elect a speaker as House Republican leader McCarthy continues to try and find deal with conservatives. I think McCarthy's eventually going to get it, though. I think they're going to basically negotiate a deal. He's going to give him what they want, and then he'll take it. It's a say twelfth round. He's got two fourteen, <clears throat> so he's like four away. Mm-hmm. He's growing. One member motion to vacate instead of five. Um, well, and again, that and here's the thing: is like one member motion to vacate, but you still got to get the majority, like for the vote. Yeah. So it's like cool. But you don't forget, you're 20 members out of, what, 200-something? What do we have in the House now? 222. 222. So it's like, great, awesome, but that's not going to do anything. So if McCarthy starts fucking things up, you're not getting him out of there. You're not going to have the majority vote. So I get that this looks good, like you're getting something, but given the conditions of the House, even if McCarthy like really does a shit job, I mean, the loyalists, they're going to be there no matter what. More House Freedom Caucus members on the House Rules Committee. Promises to hold votes on controversial term limit and border security bills. That's not going to get past the Senate. The left still has the Senate. They're not going to be in favor of term limits. It's not going to happen. Uh, the Conservative Actors Group Club for Growth and Congressional Leadership Fund, CLF, a super PAC aligned with McCarthy, struck a deal to prevent CLF from weighing in on any open seat primaries and safe Republican districts. Uh, we saw what happened with uh, people pushing funds to certain candidates that didn't need it as opposed to others. That's crazy. Well, um, DeSantis-backed plan to take control of Disney's land announced. Planned legislation would replace Disney's self-governing powers with state-run board, DeSantis sources. A plan was announced Friday to introduce a bill into the Florida legislature that would replace Walt Disney World's self-governing power with a state-run board. I don't know if I agree with that. State-run scares me. That scares me. 
the notice was posted on the website of Ocelian County, which houses part of Disney's world along with Orange County. Governor Ron DeSantis is pushing for the effort. According to sources in his office and the intended legislation will mandate that members of the board will be appointed by the governor according to sources in the governor's office. The corporate kingdom has come to an end, DeSantis Communications Director Taryn Fence told Fox News. Under the proposed legislation, Disney will no longer control its own government. We live under the same laws as everyone else. We'll be responsible for their outstanding debts and will pay their fair share of taxes. I don't see how Democrats couldn't get behind that. They should. Yeah. They should. They like that pay your fair share. Mm-hmm. The plan legislation will also ensure that the company will pay upwards of $700 million in unsecured debt accumulated by Disney's special jurisdiction, known as the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and not Orange County taxpayers, according to the sources. Last year, DeSantis signed a measure into law dissolving Walt Disney World's special governing power in the state after the company publicly opposed a new parental rights law in the state. At the bill signing ceremony, the Florida Republican said Disney lied about the parental rights and education's law contents, and he viewed the company's vow to fight it as unacceptable. Um, the governor is doing exactly what he said he would. DeSantis, former, he, he is. DeSantis is coming through in spades on this. Yeah. It's, yeah. While this will be painful for Disney, I expect businesses throughout the state will be proud of their governor for making it clear that he doesn't care who you are or how politically connected you may be. No one gets special treatment in Florida. Lucas continued. The Financial Times in December reported that lawmakers were preparing to reverse course on the move to eliminate Disney World's special status. A DeSantis spokesman denied the claim. Uh, DeSantis did not make U-turns, blah, blah, blah. I agree with this. And here's the thing. Disney should have never have gotten that. But again, the same token, I kind of understand the whole idea of like incentivizing large businesses to come in. Yeah. Booms the economy. More employment. I get it. But once that business goes the way of the dodo bird, like Disney, then you fucking pull the rug out. Yeah, as soon as you start to sexualize kids and yeah. bring sex into all your stuff, yeah. and it's a kid park, and yeah. you just want to throw sex in everybody's face, yeah. and you know, hundred percent, you're probably gonna you kind of bring it on yourself. a lot of money. <laughs> you kind of bring it on yourself at that point. <laughs> like, ha, 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 stop fucking kids! <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god. Maybe back off to and just stick to the fun rides. Yeah, and yeah, maybe some some Thunder Mountain or whatever. That I've never been there, so I really don't care. I'm never gonna go. Uh, but there's blood in the water, folks. There is blood in the water. Christy Noam punches a DeSantis. Really? Mm-hmm. Who had that on their 2023 bingo card? Anybody? I didn't. And here's the thing. She's kind of right. Ooh, this is where it gets good, folks. This is where it gets good. 2023 leading into 2024 is going to be a fucking bloodbath of epic proportions in the GOP. Because right now, um, well, let me just read the article and paint you the picture that I see in my mind. Christy Noam eviscerated for nonsense attack against Ron DeSantis' absolute clown car performance. Noam and DeSantis are considered potential top 2024 presidential candidates along with Donald Trump. If Noam and DeSantis both, here's regardless, Noam for VP. 100% would back that. Noam for VP. Mm-hmm. I think she would be, she's got bigger balls than Lindsey Graham and the rest of them put together. Do you like her better than uh, Carrie Lake? Absolutely, yes. I think I do, too. Yeah, Christy Lake's too much of a Trump loyalist. Noam, I think, would tell Trump to go fuck himself if she needed to. Christy, Christy Lake, no. I like her, don't get me wrong, but also she just, she kisses Trump's ass too much. I can't support that. When I go on a candidate's page and they've got Trump supporter, I, I automatically lose respect for you. Because now you've tied your identity into that person versus for the people. You're for the man. I don't know, you should man. be for the people. I, just, I think most of the country or a good swath of the country who are conservatives or right-leaning mm -hmm. like that people support his policies. It's not about his policies. It's about Trump himself. Like, I guarantee you, you go on true social, you go and you talk to a lot of these people that support Trump. I think maybe they could do a, a better Trump. I think they could do a better job of just saying <clears throat> Trump supporter and maybe most of his policies that I they would, agreed with. Why not just put constitutional supporter? I don't know. I, I because think they're trying to, to ride that. Trump's coattails is all yeah. that is. They're trying but to pander to Trump's I voting I think that's base. part of the political game. Oh, it is, 100%. I mean, that's why the game is so fucked up right now. So if you're trying to get voters and a, a voter who is a huge Trump supporter goes on your page and says, ugh. I don't see anything about Trump on there. And if you that's, I mean? I mean, yeah, but that's how stupid America is right now. It's like, yeah. thing about Trump. It's just like, well, well Several million people voted for Joe Biden. What's that tell you? 80, 81 million. They're still, they're still, uh, he doesn't even have any, him. He's, he, he doesn't even have any followers. You go on Twitter and see all these idiots defending this guy and his 
He doesn't even have that many followers on Twitter. I don't understand that. Like, and I'm not trying to take this kind of stupid approach to it, but Trump's got like over 80 million followers on Twitter. Like the day that Elon reinstated his account, within 48 hours, Trump was upwards of like 80 million. Biden, like how? How? Because more people use Twitter than I think vote, quite honestly. Yeah, I think so. I think more people would be willing to go on Twitter and see this shit than actually go out and vote. Yeah. But- that that that's also bias or not bias. That's you can't prove that. That's just an observation. So take it as that. Yeah. But Christy Noem goes after DeSantis. Uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, chief spokesperson, set off social media users after he attacked uh, DeSantis' abortion stance while issuing a statement on an unrelated issue. National Review staff writer Nate Hokeman revealed the exchange in a post Thursday. He reached out to Noem's team. Uh, between South, about uh, an article regarding uh, South Dakota Republican lawmakers and transgender activists and medical groups. After rejecting any implication that Governor Noam is overly cozy with the lobbying groups, Chief of Communications Ian Fury sent a long sent a follow-up email um, contrasting Noam's abortion record with DeSantis. Governor Noam was the only governor in America on national television defending the Dobbs decision, Fury wrote. Where was Governor DeSantis hiding behind a 15-week ban? Does, does he believe that 14-week-old babies don't have a right to live? Hokeman wrote that Fury's unprompted diatribe also included accu- accusing National Review of being no longer pro-life because it's carrying water for Governor DeSantis. Now, remember what Trump said about the, how the pro-life thing was handled in the midterms? Mm-hmm. This right here proves it. Like, you, it just it's interesting to watch how like completely one-sided people can be. Uh, Huckman recounted the story from Twitter account. Christy Noam's chief of communications unloaded on Ron DeSantis yesterday, accusing DeSantis of hiding behind the 15-week abortion ban he signed in April and questioning if DeSantis believed that 14-week-old babies don't have a right to live, Huckman wrote. Now, this wasn't Christy Noam that said this. It was a communications director. I don't know if he's saying that on his own accord or he's, he's basically representing her. It just depends on what she says in response to this. But Twitter users piled on Hawkman's account of these comments, criticizing Fury's attacks while speculating on Noam's 2024 presidential aspirations. American commitment to President Phil Kirpin tweeted, 15 weeks is politically sustainable. This is a nonsense attack. It's not. To the pro-life group, this is not nonsensical. This is serious. Now, realistically, this is minor, but it, it's not. It's not. This is a major issue for a lot of the extreme, I should not extreme, the super pro-right or the super pro-life. The, um, what's a better way to say that? The, um, uh, where they don't believe in like uh, a right to an abortion mm-hmm. for sakes of incest and things like that. It, I would just say, um, uh, uh, a staunch supporter of pro-life. Well, uh, what is it where it's just all or nothing? It's, um, Oh, I don't know the really word for that. I mean, I do. I just can't think of the top of my head. But they're 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 draconian with us. Like they're they will not they will not budge. Um, America, yeah. absolute clown car performance. Blah blah blah. Wiles. Okay, why is Governor Christy Noem's team so wildly insecure? Newsweek opinion. You see, taking these shots, folks. We're seeing the Trump loyalist influencers taking shots at DeSantis. Naturally, that's going to happen. Um, that's what Trump should have done to begin with, though. Let your influencers do it. Like, your influencers are like your chess pieces, your pawn pieces. Mm-hmm. Let them go out there and fight your battles for you without you having to open your mouth. Let them do the fighting for you. That's a good thing. Trump don't do that, though. Um, Christy Noem's director of communication firing off of Ron DeSantis. I wouldn't have done that. I'm like, bro, now is not the time. Like, because, again, this whole blood in the water thing, trying to start, like, chumming the waters to see who you can get on your side by attacking the, the potentially opposing candidate for 2024 don't do it right now not on something like that either not on something like that yeah DeSantis all the all DeSantis has to do is continue doing what notice he is not fired back at Trump smart move he's diffused that that also tells me that as a president he could probably do something very similar he continues to bring Florida more forward mm-hmm. he's turning it even more red he's making good on his campaign promises He's basically attacked Disney that went after the kids. The moms are going to love DeSantis. I get that. The fathers, too. DeSantis is doing a damn good job. You know, do you think we see less confrontation uh, coming up in this next presidential cycle? I will tell you what I see. I think people seem to be a little bit tired of all the div- divisiveness uh-huh. and all that shit. There you go. Because here's what we, this is. This is just my opinion here. This is what I think. Um, 
I honestly feel people are getting tired of the Trump bullshit, mm-hmm. of the Trump drama. Now, I'm not blaming Trump for that. I think it had, its, had its time and place. It did have its time and place, but people know that, and this is, a, this is something I never saw coming. I don't think anybody really could, but wherever Trump goes, the media lies and stuff, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come with it. Trump goes back and forth with the media. There's no denying that. He gets off on that. Fake news, all this other stuff. It's hilarious. But that also has enough, uh, that has an expiration date to where it's like, look, wherever this dude goes, drama follows him, yada, yada. And I think people are getting burned out on that. So if Trump, Trump's coming to the table in 2024, in these debates, Trump's going to go hard on these people. He's not going to pull punches. And the MAGA cultists are going to love it. And then you've got the non-MAGA cultists who are just more, that which encompasses everybody else, to include the neocons and, everyone, and then also your, your constitutionalists. Mm-hmm. So I think when Trump throws his hat in the ring, as he's already done, it's going to get dirty. That's just what comes. It's kind of like that, that character on uh, Peanuts, Linus yeah. and the, the blanket. Wherever Trump goes, that blanket of drama is going to follow him. There's no get, getting rid of that. Yeah, now, I'm not trying to say that to disqualify him. Because that's that happens because Trump fights back, but then again, so does DeSantis. And DeSantis doesn't say half the stupid shit Trump does, and DeSantis doesn't suck his own dick as much as Trump does. So I think DeSantis is a refined Trump. He's got the balls, but he knows when to shut the fuck up. And I think people, by and large, are seeing that in DeSantis right now. So DeSantis continues going this direction, this route, without causing more unnecessary drama. Still fights back against the press. Does what he have to do. Does what he has to do for for Florida. He's got a very good chance. Christy Noem does too, but she doesn't get the press that DeSantis and everybody else does. See, I don't think we've seen any of that divisiveness from Trump since he made his announcement. Like, as soon as he made his announcement, yeah. it was a lot more, I don't know, even keeled. Yeah. Calm. Well, I mean, did, did he go after DeSantis? No, he went after DeSantis before his announcement, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Was it? Yeah. But even still... It doesn't matter whether he did it before or after. Uh, He's I think it'll be interesting, it. but honestly, I think everybody's fe- kind of fed up with the back and forth mud sling. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it got real nasty. I mean, it's only going to happen more. And it's still, yeah. you know, pretty nasty on some of these social media sites. If but. DeSantis just does not engage with Trump and you let Trump continue punching at DeSantis, it's going to make look. It's going to make Trump look desperate. He could just use. He could just run on the success yes. he had in yes. the short amount of time that yes. he was president. Yes. And to counter that thing that Trump made him, mm-hmm. Trump endorsed him. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I was in this, like, hey, look, I'm grateful. I'm glad that you recognized in me the mm-hmm. ability to lead, which is good. It's like, but I did this for Florida without you. You mm-hmm. were not here. This is what I did. You cannot take that from me. That'd be like, you know, the father trying to claim the accomplishments and accolades of the son. No, this is just figurative, by the way. But no, you know, and that's what the MAGA cultists are going to do. They're going to sit there and try and say, well, DeSantis wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Trump. That's true, but Trump did not do to Florida what DeSantis did. Trump didn't even come close. Mm-hmm. Not even, he didn't even come close. That was all DeSantis. Yeah. Kudos to him. But like I said, all DeSantis has to do, do not engage with Trump. I wouldn't, if I was any candidate, I wouldn't do that shit. No. Like, uh, don't get, don't get into that ring with Trump. They say uh, he hates babies. DeSantis hates, is it, was that one of the quotes on the, the Christy Nome thing? Uh, I don't think so. Or was it? National uh, Review editor Phillips Klein wrote, lost in Trump versus DeSantis focused on Someone is desperate and scared that her 2024 chances are evaporating already. Historian and very mad joked. Um, the thing I don't understand is like, this was her, um, chief of communications said this. She didn't say this chief of communications did, but I guess if it comes out of their camp, it's from their mouth. Apparently, um, probably wouldn't have said that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, you got Ted Cruz chastises Den Crenshaw for overheated rhetoric and House Speaker fight, saying, settle down. Crenshaw said pro-McCarthy Republicans cannot let the terrorists win as 20 GOP lawmakers have opposed Kevin McCarthy. And again, Crenshaw came out and said it's just a figure of speech. Very poorly said. You shouldn't have said it. I mean, come on, dude. What did you think was going to happen? This is the same rhetoric the Democrats use. Texas Senator Ted Cruz urged Republicans to avoid personal attacks in the ongoing leadership fight in the House, chastising his fellow Texas representative-elect Dan Crenshaw for using the word terrorist to describe the 20... You know, I feel like when we keep using these words in a figurative manner or metaphorical, whichever one you want to call it, it's basically lessening the actual meaning of the word. When you continuously say it over and over and over and over again, 
like the left does, buzzwords, like calling someone a racist doesn't mean anything anymore. Calling someone a bigot doesn't mean anything anymore. If anything, it's worn like a badge of honor these days. I mean, it really is. Like when the leftist calls you a bigot, it's like, man, I've arrived. I've made it. I'm here. I must be doing something right. Must be doing something right. Especially if you're black. No, there you go. On Friday's episode of the Verdict with Ted Cruz podcast, a senator warned that overheated rhetoric would not help the party reconcile and unite behind a leader in the House. And he's 100% right. Crenshaw can hate these 20 people all he wants, but you're forced to negotiate with them. Now, I know that doesn't rub a lot of senators the right way or representatives the right way. I know you don't like having to do your job, but that's what you're paid to do. Overpaid, might I add. Over. Overpaid, drastically. Uh, my view is settled down. This will work out and it'll be fine. Cruz is right. This is going to work itself out. Maybe in a day, a week, a month, it will work itself out. We will have a Speaker of the House. Now, I'm not going to lie. The House being shut down right now, I kind of like... Ain't shit happening. Yeah, what does it matter anyway? Ain't I mean, shit it, happening. it takes them forever to mm-hmm. accomplish anything. It does. Like these well, things, unless it's billions to Ukraine. Unless it's billions for Ukraine or yeah. a trillion dollar omnibus bill yeah. that has 5,000 pages that everybody needs to go yeah. through, then they can get that pushed through within well, a couple Lindsey of hours. Well, Lindsey Graham also now calling for tanks. Senator Lindsey Graham, for those that don't know, has tweeted out that uh, Biden needs to honor Zelensky's request and provide tanks, futuristic tanks on the battlefield to help defeat Russia. Folks, it started with money, started with some weapons, then send some troops to the border. Now we got troops in Ukraine training the Ukrainian military. Now it's tanks. Folks, we are in a war. We are in a war now with Russia. This is ridiculous. But these warmongers, like, you know, every single person that is supporting us, to include McCarthy, and this is another reason why the people don't want you, you GOP congressmen and representatives don't seem to understand, when you make these decisions to fall in line with supporting this bullshit operation in Ukraine, the people have turned against you. You're sending our money, their money, the money of the people you represent, you're sending it over to Ukraine, one of the most corrupted countries in the world, and they don't want it, and you're doing it anyway. Now, I remember when Crenshaw came on the show, he said he would vote. The way he votes is what his constituents want, not what he personally wants. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, the overwhelming majority of Republicans do not want to send money to Ukraine, so where's the disconnect? And I get so tired of hearing this argument. It's like, we got to keep Putin from taking you. Let Putin take fucking Ukraine. Because he ain't going any further after that. I or, guarantee you. What would they do with it, with it anyway? They already <laughs> had it back in like prior to 24. Like, what are you talking about? Like, let him fucking have it. I don't give a shit. And quite honestly, he probably ruled Ukraine a lot better than what they've got. I know. Was it a, a bustling country? No. It was uh, just I more corruption. It was like the, was more main, fucking the, corruption. The main exporter of, uh, of grain? Probably. I think so. I think they had some natural resources there, but... These people are, uh, they're corrupt anyway. Yeah. I mean, the politicians there. Yeah. I mean, this is just, just more as bad money. as these American politicians. But Lindsey Graham, of all people, it's just not shocking how this douchebag keeps getting fucking, he's a warmonger. You know, they're going to send the, your sons and daughters to go fight this war in Ukraine. Can you imagine being the parent, a gold star parent of your son or daughter dying in the fight for Ukraine? Yeah. What a fucking waste of life. A joke. What a fucking waste. Just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you know who's getting them killed? The Obama administration. Rich elites, D.C., EU, NATO, Russia, all of them. Mm-hmm. Rich, greedy, fat people getting your sons and daughters killed because you want to blindly serve for patriotic reasons. Folks, you're not going to like hearing this, but it's true. Serving this nation's military does not automatically make you patriotic. Standing up for the Constitution and what's right makes you patriotic. Well, someone's got to do it. No, they don't. No, they don't. You don't have to do shit. But if people want to keep reenlisting, by all means, you go right ahead. I understand you want to protect your jobs. I get it. But there comes a time and a place, folks, where you look at some of these executive orders the Biden administration has been signing. You see that this, this administration is the worst thing for this country. Eventually, it's like, you know what? It's not worth it. it. It's just not worth it. To serve this administration is a fucking joke. And yes, that's who you serve. You serve the president. It's in your oath that you swore to obey the orders of the president of the United States and the officers appointed over me. That's part of your, that's part of your oath. You want to obey this fucking kid-sniffing, dementia-ridden old fuck? No thanks. Well, a little, little culture here away from the politics. Ezra Miller, the guy who played the Flash, the little fruitcake clown boy that uh, grooms children, attacks women, assaults his fans. Well, James Gunn. Sounds like a Democrat. Sounds like a Democrat. Oh, he is. Oh, he's a fucking Fruit Loop. 
But James Gunn, director of Guards of the Galaxy, the guy that got in trouble for the pedophile-style tweets from back in, like, 2010 or some shit like that, who has been moved over to the DC franchise to kind of revamp it, I guess. Uh, they got rid of J uh, Henry Cavill, the former, or the former Superman who also played The Witcher. Um, they're getting rid of Gal Gadot. She's not having a Wonder Woman 3, although Wonder Woman 2 was a complete shit show from what yeah. Josh said. I never saw it. Uh, Black Adam is not getting a sequel. Um, no. No. So James Gunn is coming in there, and essentially from the understanding of the reason why he's getting rid of a lot of these actors is because he wants to bring them back young. He wants to start when they're young. I can understand that. But at the same token, the word is Ezra Miller sticking around as the Flash. Warner Brothers is apparently willing to work with this clown. I'm at a loss. That's not surprising. I'm really at a loss here. And again, it's James Gunn of all people. This guy's a sicko. Los Angeles, California, Man of Steel, Henry Cavill has hung up a Superman cape. Headline-grabbing actor Ezra Miller could be safe and sound, and the DCEU fans aren't too happy with this. Now Miller has been cast as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, long before James Gunn and Peter Safran became the heads of the DC Extended Universe. But the duo made quite the impression as DC's new head honchos thanks to several controversial decisions. Cavill's last-minute exit, the axing of Wonder Woman 3, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson's film Black Adam not getting a sequel are also a few examples of such choices. Yet, regarding Miller, it has been reported by Variety that some Warner Bros. Discovery executives are still willing to work with them despite their erratic behavior. Work with him. is Oh, they're trying to honor his pronouns. It's fucking him. Douchebag. Douchebag. Per the report, since the perks of being a wallflower star has stayed out of trouble since beginning beginning mental health treatment last summer, the door has been reopened for them to appear as the Flash, for him to appear. Dude, this is MSM. You fucking idiots with your stupid... You're not even writing in correct English anymore. The door has been reopened for them to appear... For him to appear as Flash in the few... Okay, I'm not even going to finish this article. Fuck these nerds. Fuck it. Get out of that bullshit. Them, they... Let's fucking... Stop using these stupid pronouns. And then uh, Ian McKellen, the guy who played Gandalf, very good actor, by the way. Yeah. Um, he came out with a famous viral TikTok, apparently. He talked about pronoun use. He's like, um, he said he was in a cab, and he said he called the guy Love. He's like, where are you taking me to, Love? And he said, he said, I feel like why not instead of using pronouns, we just call everybody Love. He's like, that's what we need is more love. It's like, or how about we just stick to regular English, and you call people <laughs> Love all you want. We could do both. We could have both. But why don't you just come out? Because that's his. That's a very, very careful way of saying the pronouns are gay as fuck. Very good way. And I think Ian's also gay himself. I, I think, think that's so a too. very good way of like tap dancing around that line to where you don't get canceled. Why don't people just start standing up to the cancel culture mob? I don't understand that. Did you see the thing where, uh, who is it? Elliot Page. Mm -hmm. That used to be Ellen Page. Mm-hmm was going to... They're talking about putting her as a Flash. The Superman? No, no. That was a joke. But was they are, they, Yeah. They are talking about possibly the Flash. I hope they do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you really want to sing DC? DC has been getting creamed from Marvel. I'd DC like does not stand a chance against Marvel. And DC has just been getting worse. I'm sorry. Zack Snyder did nothing for the DC universe. He did nothing. It was not good. It was not good. It's like they're just trying to figure out creative ways Bro, to destroy their I brand. I think Marvel <laughs> secretly sent James Gunn over there to torpedo the whole fucking DC universe. It's like, all right, here's, here's the deal, Gunn. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to send you over. There's going to be a lot of trans sex scenes in this thing. Oh, what could go wrong? You're We're going to have dudes it. kissing. We're going to be talking about trans superheroes. Let's take it to the next level. Lots of tights. And I got to say this. The new Avatar hasn't even broken even yet. And people are like, it didn't bomb. Um, what, you tell me. When you spend over $2 billion to make a movie, and you don't even clear that in the first opening week, much less two weeks, well, a lot of people went. You still lost money. I know. Think of how many homeless people they could have fed with uh, that $2 how billion. Many, dollars. You could have, like, world hunger. Oh, my God. Could have ended it. Could have ended it. No, but no. It should be, it's up to Elon Musk alone. Yeah. Not these people. Why do none of these fucking, why these stupid Democrats, these little activists, why don't you go into Hollywood for as much money as they spend on these films? Like Shazam, I think they spent $300 million. I think it made like $500 million or some shit like that, or no. It was three hundred. I think they spent a hundred to make it. Okay, that's, you profited $200 million, great. Well, what about world hunger? What about, what about all these, these supposedly horrible things? Why doesn't Hollywood 
Why don't you activists go to Hollywood and demand them pay for it? Oh, no, we can't do that. Uh, we're entertaining people. To yeah, absolutely. Take their minds off of hunger. <laughs> and fucking kids. <laughs> Uh, supermodel. This I feel like this article. This is the last article here, but I feel like this article uh, definitely paints a picture as to the modern day dating world and why people are just fucking stupid. Supermodel complains she only attracts emasculated men after breakup with Pete Davidson. Well, ask yourself why you only attract those emasculated men. Men don't just see a woman. And then a certain kind of men are drawn to them. Mm-hmm. You have to get to know a person. They have to get to know you first. So there's something about your personality that is attracting emasculated men. But it goes, let's go deeper. I feel like I attract the worst men. Emily Ratajowski told fans on her podcast, uh, supermodel Emily Ratajowski slammed emasculated men after she broke up with comedian Pete Davidson. Okay. Why the fuck were you dating him to begin with, you stupid bitch? Are you fucking kidding me? You keep tossing your hook into the pond of shit, and then you sit there and you have the audacity to complain that you're only catching shitty picks, shitty catches, because you're baiting your hook with the wrong thing and you're fishing in the wrong pond, you stupid idiot. Are you kidding me with this? And you're dating Pete Davidson. This guy is about as hinged as a fucking door blown off in a hurricane. Get the fuck out of here. Like, Pete Davidson? And then you sit there and, oh, bro, listen to what she says here. Davison and Radzowski were spotted together at a Knicks basketball game in November and dated for roughly two months, according to Page Six. I'm sorry. Anybody that stuck their dick in Kim Kardashian has a sincere lack of morals and judgment. And why would you ever date somebody like that? What I'm trying to prove here is this Emily Radzowski or whatever the fuck Ratatouille her name is. I don't know. You've already got a stupid perspective. You're a fucking moron. Well, I don't like, I only draw emasculated men. Oh, for some reason, I only did. I seem to draw the racists. Well, there's a reason for that. They don't just see you like, oh, you know what? I hate black people, so I'm going to date her. That doesn't make sense. There has to be something that draws them into you. So it's called the Taylor Swift effect. Cunt, they're not the problem. You are. You're the fucking problem. But you also date problem dudes. The supermodel, who almost has almost 30 million followers on Instagram alone, told her fans about her checkered dating history. She says, I feel like I attract the worst men. No, you don't attract, you pick. There is no attraction. You pick the worst men. She said in a popular podcast, High Low with Emrata. One of her main problems with some men, Rajewski said, is that they don't know how to handle a strong woman. And I like this. Is it strong woman or stupid woman? You just don't know how to handle a strong woman. You're dating Pete Davidson, or you dated Pete Davidson. You let him stick his dick in you. Are you kidding me with this? Oh, God. Are you kidding me with this? She didn't stop there. They start to tear you down, and then you're back to square one, as if it's so fucked up and unfair, because I feel like a lot of men who truly think they want a strong woman actually don't know how to handle it. Radajewski said, what is a strong woman to you? That's my question to her. What is this, what, what makes you a strong woman? Because I'll oh, put it this way. For you feminists out there, you third and fourth wave, fourth wave feminists, being a strong woman is not announcing you're a strong woman. It's not beating your chest and repeatedly saying how empowered and how strong you are. Strong, empowered women don't do that. You know what they do do? They just fucking do. They're not so insecure like a lot of you fucking people and some even personal friends of mine that on social media, you have to announce how empowered you are. Women lifting women. women. You are still the weaker sex. You're still the fucking weaker sex. Do you see men doing that gay shit? Men empowering men. Because we're not fucking weak little bitches. So when you say that you're a strong woman, I don't really think you're a strong woman. I think you're pretending to be. Strong women, and there are many of them. I know a lot of them. They don't have to say a fucking word. They just do. Women supporting women. Uh, uh, We're so empowered. Uh. If you're empowered, you don't have to say you're empowered. Your actions show it. Because that's where we're at, folks. Their overall point is this. Social media has created this weird dynamic that we have to announce everything. There is no move silently. There is no let your actions be your words because your actions speak louder than your words. That's all gone. Everything now is we have to verbalize it. 
We have to say it. We have to speak out on social media. Hey, racism is bad. Don't murder people. Unless it's fucking Eric Swalwell. I'm cool with that. Don't do these bad things. I don't. I support the current thing. I'm against the current unpopular thing. I don't want to be a bigot. Blah, blah, blah. I'm empowered. You're just a bunch of fucking little bitches is all you are. You're a bunch of cowards. Yeah. Oh, you're so brave. I'll say this, by the way. Ashley Babbage, January 6th. She was a fucking idiot. I, I don't give a fuck who doesn't like that. Go back and watch the video. Watch the video time and time again. Ashley Babbage, for those that don't know, she was the Air Force veteran that was killed on January 6th when she tried to break through a barricade where members of Congress were holed up behind it. Now, again... I saw the video. I saw the officer with the fucking Glock sticking out the door saying, stop, get back, stop. She refused, and he shot her for it. Folks, that dude didn't know if she was armed or not. She's breaking through a barricade. Yes, there was a barricade. We saw it. Also, guess who was filming this? John Sullivan, BLM activist. He filmed the event. So BLM was involved in this too. That never made headlines. No. Where's, where's Ray Epps? Hmm. That guy. Weird. Weird. Oh, yeah. Proven to be out there. Proven to be inciting. On nothing, video. nothing happens to him. Orchestrated. The, orchestrated. Oh, apparently, yeah. his text messages said he was talking to his nephew about it. Mm-hmm. How he orchestrated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But he's the, only, he's the only one that hasn't been brought to uh, justice, I guess, right? It's just, it's so funny to me that people, like, there's a lot of meme pages right now trying to hoist Ashley Babbitt up as if you have somebody on your side from the unjust treatment of January 6th. Yeah. Number one. You stormed the Capitol. Yep. Dumb fucking move. You took the bait. Even Alex Jones was out there saying, don't do it. Don't do it. And you did it anyway. And I've seen some of the videos she had posted prior to her going up there. She was hot-headed. She was screaming at the camera, all kinds of shit. You could tell she was very upset. So what happens? You get somebody that upset, spun up, and you, you turn the fucking knobs and you send them on their way? That's what they did with her. She got killed because of her own stupid decision-making. Yep. And as a veteran, you knew better. So if somebody says, don't cross that line or you're going to get shot and the guy's got a gun says, get back and you don't, what, what did you expect him to do? Now, again, there were cops on the opposite side of that barricade watching her do it, who should also be brought up on charges. They didn't do shit either, but that certainly does not write what she did. Yeah. Now, I think it was all orchestrated, but orchestrated oh, a hundred, by, yeah. orchestrated by the FBI, yeah, the absolutely. Democrats. Yeah. Are they ever going to be held accountable? No. No. Well, we'll see if these committees come through. These committees don't do jack shit. That's what the McCarthy's and the rest of them are wanting you to believe. It's like, oh, hey, Fauci, don't delete your emails. We're coming after you. Bro, y'all haven't done fucking dick all. Yeah. You didn't do dick all from 2016 to like fucking 2020. You're about as fucking, you're toothless. You're toothless little Dobermans. You're worthless. You have a big bark, but you don't do shit. And the American people are fed up with this. They're so fed up. I'm fed up with it. So when you actually see people actually going after like these 20 conservatives standing up against the majority GOP Inc. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. But no. Ashley Babbitt is no martyr and she is no fucking hero. I'm tired of hearing this. And the reason I say this is I'm going to tell you, I mean, if you follow me for any period of time, you know where I'm going to stand on a lot of this stuff. The common sense approach. Common sense. Now, if that guard had not warned her and just shot, it's like, yeah, you fucked up. You've got to give, you've got to give a warning. And they gave no, he gave a warning. Like I, guys, I watched this video over and over and over again. You see the gun sticking out and it's there. She had a backpack on too. She had a backpack on and she was literally, you see her breaking through the barricade. It was just some chairs and shit, but the guard is sitting there saying, don't come in, don't do it. And then he just, he's screaming at her and she doesn't listen and he fires. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I'm Shame. sorry. So the same group of like, well, you just stop resisting and you won't get shot. Man, y'all got quiet quick. You got quiet really quick. And if you don't like hearing what I'm saying, then turn the fucking knob. I really don't care. That's the yeah, that's the damn truth. You, you say you want unbiased truth and I give them to you here. And this is backed by video evidence that we've clearly seen. I watched over and it's like, look, there's no other way to cut that. But she's not the only one that's guilty. I will go that. Those other officers, they're equally as guilty. You weren't even doing your jobs. So when Trump said the Capitol Police are on our side, or like they're there, to, no, they're not. They're all corrupt. They're all bullshit. Yeah. They opened the gates. They let the people in. They did. It's all on video. It's all on video. But you idiots that stormed that Capitol, was it an insurrection? No. But you still did something fucking stupid. 
it was a it was a massive PR op because now on January's is there is there a day of remembrance for the BLM marches where black people burn black businesses? Is it is it no? Mm-mm. But there is a January sixth. Yep. And Democrats are going to milk that, and they are going to milk that. Democrats are, honest to God, they are the scum of the earth. Scum of the fucking earth. Because I sit there, and I watched the 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 House or the, uh, the Congressional Democrats come together on the stairs. We're offering a moment of silence for all the lives lost and damaged on January 6th. And the officers, you're the same pieces of shit scumbags that push to defund the police. You're the same pieces of shit representatives that are letting civilians get killed because you've defunded police budgets and they had to do layoffs. You're the same pieces of shit that is watching Detroit, Chicago, places like that only increase in violence because of you fucking pieces of shit. And you have the audacity to stand there. Like, has anybody checked on AOC? Is she having flashbacks today? Is she okay? Because I know she was like a mile and a half from the actual event, but she was in fear of her life. Fucking cunt. These pieces of shit. Part of me is like, you know what? I kind of wish you did get put in that position because then you could know real fear, not this fake fear. Everything is about social media. Even print. Oh, oh my God. We've, be- we've become such a pussy ass society globally. Look at Prince fucking, not uh, William, his little Harry. C- Harry. Look at that little cuck. Folks, men, kings, whatever you call yourselves, you fuck a liberal, this is what happens to you. You fuck a liberal, this is what happens to you. I had a conversation last night. Dana White, UFC. You see that? They smacked the shit out of his wife. Smacked his wife. But you know why? She smacked him. She smacked him first. Yeah. And a lot of these women out there, well, he's a man. He should retain control. No, no, no. Now you're putting the responsibility on the man versus you, the woman. And you women, you progressive women, don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. Because secretly at root, you know men are stronger than women. You know emotionally they're more protected than women. And the reason that you're only calling for the man to show restraint is because you're basically saying the woman can't. Therefore, she's the weaker sex. Thank you for acknowledging my point. These fucking women that want to push this like a man should know better. No, the fucking woman should know better. Both of them should know better. There is no cause to put your hands on your partner unless it's in bed and they're asking for it. So you'll forgive me for these little feminists like, I can't believe Dana White smacked her. Good. Give her the fucking root. Put that really? bitch in check. You want to fucking assault a dude? Oh, suddenly you fucking progressive cunts. You get really quiet. Uh, he's in charge of a combat sport. He fights. What the fuck were you thinking? What the you're fuck were you? You're crack him in the face and you're oh, going to be yeah. like, yeah. stop it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to walk up and I'm going to smack my Tyson in the mouth. What could go wrong? Uh, you're going to get the brake speed off of you. Yeah, look what Tyson did to that kid that was uh, fucking with him in the Ran airplane. his mouth and Tyson beat the fuck out of him. Absolutely. Yep. Bopped his head a few times. Learned his lesson. Lavin with the $50 dono on Rumble. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Oh, don't forget, you can support the show on um, Locals. Locals is there now. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that $50 dono that's going to the show. We appreciate that. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and wind this up. I got a lot of shit to do. I still got to get home. We are doing Drunken Debates tonight, 7.30 p.m. CST, right here on Rumble. This is the only platform it's going to be streamed to. The other streamers cannot stream on Twitch because I'm a banned Twitch streamer. If they they stream me, they could get in trouble because Twitch is a bunch of fucking cuck overlords with your little tranny movement over there. Bunch of fucking transgender fruitcakes running the show over there. And like normal people, like, I'm done with this gay shit. So, (laughs) no, it's really what it is now. You got titty streamers and and trans deer fucking... Freakoids and all that other kind of crap. So, great panel. I think we got six people on the panel tonight, to including Rob Nor. We got Aftershock doing some great panel discover, uh, some panel interviews. We're excited for that. I'll be moderating this. That's gonna be a good time. That is 7:30 p.m. CST tonight on Rumble, the John Burke Podcast Channel for Drunken Debates. Yeah, yeah, we're excited for that. It's gonna be a good time. It'll be good. It'll be a good time. So do me a favor, hit that thumbs up. Shows that you like the channel, share the podcast, and tonight, 7.30 p.m. CST, right here, right here on Rumble. Got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you tonight for Drunken Debates, and for everybody else, Monday, when the podcast returns. Until then, you stay savage, America.